Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. I'm Alpha. We can be as badass as we want. We now live in a nation where doctors destroy health, lawyers destroy justice, universities destroy knowledge, governments destroy freedom, the press destroys information, religion destroys morals, our banks destroy the economy, the inability to defend on all of these fronts, be it voter suppression. And you can go down the line. You can go down the line. Good evening. I'm Alpha. This is the Alpha Show. Now, the master of common sense, take no prisoners in politics and game making. The man from Chicago who's got their numbers. This is Advanced Urban Political Talk Radio with Alpha. Here's Alpha. Ah, good evening, good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Show here at TruthWorks Network, where the truth must be spoken more than once. I hope all is well. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving holiday, festive, keep all them people out your house. The coronavirus said so. And um, is it me? Oh, it's every day a new record. A new record of infections. A new record of hospitalizations. A new record of death. Today, I believe I saw there were 2,802 deaths. The day before, there was 2,700. And this is a, this isn't slowly going away, disappearing. We're not rounding any curve. I, and I, and I bring that up because This is not by chance. This is by design. This is a mad, he he is equivalent to a mad man playing scientist. He has allowed 2,279,000 people to die. Needlessly. And part of my conversation this evening will be to the fact um, why are the Biden Harris team approaching this with an olive branch? They should be approaching this with 
their hair on fire, and exposing, discovery and exposure to the damage that this man has wrought. And on the small agencies, the Department of Homeland Security, I mean, it's gotten to a point where he's he's basically fired all of the heads in the Pentagon and replaced them with his lackeys, his, his loyalists, to make it difficult for the Biden administration. Now, what part of kumbaya and let's all get along is this? I'll tell you. There is no let's get along. Kumbaya. This is a continuing strategy of attacking the government and destroying the faith in government, destroying the way government operates so that Republicans, Republicans down the line, can point to a Biden administration and gin up their support. This is why I'm basically saying that Biden has to go in and in the first 50 days get rid of everything, every executive order that Donald Trump has wrote in. And at the same time, he must refill the thousands, I mean literally thousands of positions that were left open that were in the Department of Homeland Security, in NSA, the NSA. And oh, by the way, the Trump administration has told the NSA intelligence not to share anything with the incoming Biden team. You see, this is about election laws. This is about uh, intelligence or from on North Korea, Russia, the Saudis, all of that. Still not sharing in the transition. And this is why the Biden-Harris team should go in with extreme prejudice. When I say extreme prejudice, they should be looking at the people who have been installed in the lame duck, the people at the Pentagon. And the people at the Pentagon, you basically say, we're going to Claw back That money We're going to claw back that money Because Of these moves Corey Lewandowski Former 
Trump campaign manager, he's now in part of the uh, in part of the uh, Pentagon's employment. And he's at a level where he can simply not do his job and continue to mess things up. That's the first thing the Biden administration has to do is to pinpoint, identify these people that have been left by Trump. One guy that the uh, Trump administration has given a job to, has called, has retweeted calls for martial law and that Trump won the election by a landslide by and has 400, 400 um, electoral college votes and that someone is taking, taking something away From the Trump campaign It just It boggles my mind The Attempt The wannabe To Bring us together Joe Biden got 7 million more votes 7 million more votes as they continue to count in California, they have 99% of the vote in. So you know that 7 million vote total is going to increase. He has to come in and basically clean house. He has to come in and not wait not wait for whoever wins the two Georgia Senate seats will control the Senate. If we win two, we control the Senate. If we don't win two, they control the Senate. Mitch McConnell will still be there to give Joe Biden the old Barack Obama treatment. Yeah, his dear friend Mitch McConnell. will be there to sabotage his entire four years in office. So what's the what's the end game here? And I'll I'll give you a couple of examples. When Republicans took charge of so many state houses in two thousand and ten because they were able to message to the people of this country. They were able, now listen, they were able to message to the people of this country, Affordable Care Act, and they successfully changed the language to Obamacare. But it was simply no good. And did they let up on the idea that it was no good? No. 
they beat the drum and drove it into the ground. And in 2010, it was the their vehicle that took state houses, that captured the House of Representatives and the Senate. And then what did they do? What did they do at the state level? They quickly moved to suppress the vote. Quickly moved to suppress the vote. In Georgia, there's 198,000 voters that were purged from the voting rolls that should not have been purged. And there's a lawsuit going on there. Why is it that we get the the lawsuits after the fact. Now add those 198,000 back to the voting rolls in Georgia, and they can't help but win the Senate seats. Just think about it. The Republicans immediately in Wisconsin and all of the states that they flip. In the first 50, 60 days, they passed draconian laws because they know Political memory is very short, and now we simply have to wait until the next election day to undo what they've done. They took these state houses back because of the Affordable Care Act. So why won't Democrats go on the offensive? You took the presidency. You're trying to take the Senate. You've got two crooks running against two Democratic contestants. And the crooks are millionaires. Well-financed. They literally have an army behind them. There should not be a day when the people of Georgia are not reminded that these people are crooks, that these people have used their knowledge inside of trading to make millions.
that these two senators should not be sent back to the Senate. And if Mitch McConnell is still the leader, then the Joe Biden administration is not there for, it's not going to have a good four years, well, especially two years. He will, Mitch McConnell will put a stop on any legislation that Nancy Pelosi sends to the Senate. And I simply think that Joe Biden has to have something other than a plan of bringing us together. You cannot bring someone together if one side doesn't want to be brought together. If one side is about and have followed the unbelievable corruption, the corruption from the Trump administration. Here's four years of corruption in two minutes. Start the clock. This is a president who brought in a Muslim ban, closed the door to Syrian refugees, caged migrant kids at the border, praised neo-Nazis in Charlottesville as very fine people, referred to one black woman as a dog and another as low IQ, referred to African countries as S-hole countries, suggested everyone in Haiti has AIDS, defended an aide accused of domestic assault, defended a Supreme Court nominee accused of sexual assault, was accused of rape himself, went through four White House chiefs of staff, four White House press secretaries, and four White House national security advisors in just four years, fired his FBI chief, tried to fire the special counsel, got impeached moved the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem in defiance of international law, went sword dancing with the Saudi royals and then helped them cover up the murder of a journalist, said he fell in love with Kim Jong-un and praised North Korea, never said a word about Vladimir Putin, incited violence against the fake news media, and called the press enemies of the people, told four non-white members of Congress to go back to where they came from, accused American Jews of being ignorant and disloyal, told the Proud Boys to stand back and stand by, praised QAnon, proudly called himself a nationalist, smeared immigrants as invaders, encouraged voter suppression, tore up the Iran deal, tore up the Paris Climate Accord, tore up a nuclear arms control treaty, tried to tear up Obamacare, loosened the regulations on drone strikes, loosened the restrictions on ICE, got laughed at by world leaders at the UN, pardoned war criminals, compared himself to Lincoln, compared himself to Jesus, called himself the King of Israel, said he was the chosen one, mocked the existence of climate change, shut down the government for no good reason, declared a national emergency for no good reason, repeatedly violated the emoluments clause, hid a secret bank account in China, paid only $750 in federal income tax, but he refused to release his tax returns, gave trillions of dollars in tax cuts to the rich, gave us the worst unemployment number since the Great Depression, turned a blind eye to 3,000 dead in Puerto Rico, presided over nearly a quarter of a million dead Americans from the coronavirus, tested positive for the coronavirus himself, but carried on mocking the wearing of masks, asked if we could be injected with disinfectants, suggested Obama murdered SEAL Team 6, claimed the governor of Virginia, executed a baby, regaled the Boy Scouts with tales of orgies, asked his Department of Justice to lock up his opponents, played golf more than 250 times. And according to the fact-checkers, told more than 22,000 lies since coming to office. Now look, I could go on and on, but I'm out of time. (laughs) There you have it. 
four years of corruption in two minutes. And there's a great deal that he did not cover. But he did enough. And my question here is simply, what is it going to take for the Democratic Party to get or to do good messages? The old milk toast ads that Democrats put out have no snap to them. Politics gets real boring if there are if there is a level of incompetence at the head. And at the head of the DNC, Sky Perez, he simply doesn't cut it. And it's making, it's going to make Governing When you have one side Who simply won't budge Who simply don't care Whether or not American people are suffering That's the side That's going to win Because the other side Will always give in And for Republicans, that's all you need to do is not give in. It's not going to matter. The Democrats aren't going to message to the American people what is needed and what they need to do. And the Republicans will continue to do what they do and what they want. Makes no sense to... Message anything else about them This is One of the most realistic Outcomes That we're going to see They're not going to do a damn thing And Their inaction Will simply Take the Democratic Party To a new low The enthusiasm Will Drain The lack of Confidence Will drain you I guess this is what's on the horizon. Ow. I guess this is what we have to look forward to.
one thing we can look forward to is tomorrow night, 9 o'clock Central Time, 10 o'clock Eastern, Our Common Ground with Dennis Graham. Dennis Graham is going to have an open mic. You can talk about what you want to talk about. So I hope you all um, saddle up and um, get your questions ready. Also, um, I'm sure she'll have answers. 516-666-9516 is the number where I can be reached here. Give me your take. Give me your take on the Pentagon shuffle. And Rachel Maddow gave a take on the Pentagon Shuffle tonight. But her program was like real, the the story was real tight with the start time of the show. And um, <laughs> you got to give it to Rachel. She's spot on every single time. That number is 516-666-9516 to be reached here and give me your opinions. Give me your opinions. How many of you have been watching the... Embarrassing, the chaotic clown show that is Rudy Giuliani and the clown car of lawyers that have gone from state to state. Sick of it? Not really. It just shows how how deep they've gone down this rabbit hole with this one man. He's not even a conservative. He's not even a Republican. He's been a Democrat all his life. And all he had to do was jump on the Republican bandwagon. He really has a problem. And I'm going to tell you, they worry, talk about him in 2024. Don't worry about him in 2024. Use the opportunity that you have to lock his ass up and turn him into a, a felon that disqualifies him from being president. It disqualifies him from being president. Period. And let him whine about the Democratic judge, the liberal judge, and uh, he's got it in for me. And let him whine about whatever he chooses to whine about. Because right now, I would go to jail. Because if he were 
within my reach, I think I would have to attack him. At some point, the Democratic Party has to step up. Oh, I saw the numbers. I saw the elective numbers. You got the Libertarian Party. They got about a million four voters, 1,400,000. The Green Party got 394,600 and something other. The Green Party. It, it stings. It stings and it stinks. And in front of everything that we know, everything that is up for grabs, this has to, this has to end. The lack of messaging has to stop. The Lincoln Project is a group of Republicans. The Midas Touch is a group of Republicans. They were just anti-Trumpers. But one thing they knew how to do is message. What in the hell is wrong with the Democrats? The matter And then after a while It's going to be What does it really matter Black folks have saved Our democracy again Black folks joined by Hispanic folks And white folks that stood by us Black women especially They said 12% of black people voted for Donald Trump. That's not the story. And it should be pushed back on very hard. 12% of the black folks voting for Donald Trump. It's not the story. The story is that 88% of black people didn't vote for Donald Trump. 88%. 65% of Hispanics, 35% didn't vote for Donald Trump. No, 35% did vote for Donald Trump. 65% didn't. And that should be the story. But leave it to the media to purposely, purposely miss the ball. Goes right by him. E3 is for you baseball nuts. E3 is error by the first baseman. 
I'm sorry. I had to roll over here and grab me a cold one. Yes, that's right. Grab me a cold one. And since it's not alcohol, I feel free to pop the top on it. Yes, that's right. It's Coca-Cola. Diet Coca-Cola. <laughs> Diet Coca-Cola. Give me a break. 516-666-9516. Too many people have died this pandemic. By the time we get a vaccine to all of the people in this country, I fear that there will be more than a half a million people dead. And it didn't have to be like this. It truly did not have to be like this. And not only are they salting the earth and burning down everything on their way out the door. They're simply allowing Americans to die. Now think about that. They're allowing Americans to die. The media's not saying a word. Every Democrat going before camera should not stay on that topic. They should stay on the topic of the media's mismanagement, mishandling of 900, well, 900, that's what it will be, of 2,079, people who are dead now. And it's going to grow by 2,000 more tomorrow. And then 2,000 more the next day. It's going to go to that length. You know, these um, municipalities, these states that are running out of ICU beds, They're simply running out of everything. You got to call out the National Guard and start building these uh, hospitals until this blows over. It'll start to recede. You watch my, mark my words. Once Joe Biden gets in and he he's going to deploy the defensive the the P the D the DPA or PDA, whichever one it is, I don't know. I lost the <laughs> I've lost the um the conservative numbers, the letters. Why is she bothering people? 
Hi, Janice. Janice is in my chat room. She's the um, host of our Common Ground that will be on tomorrow night. I'll have to come to her chat room and bother her. Talking about I shouldn't be drinking my diet. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, you hear that, Janice? And I won't be as rude to belch into the microphone. But um, there's always been a saying that I've had. And I guess I'll have that saying until I die. And it simply says, goes like this. you got to be doing something when you die. And I have to honestly admit to everyone I've been on a rampage. I've been on a rampage since the beginning of November. All the way down, I've been eating the wrong things. I've been eating the... I see what happened. My son went to Costco. <laughs> My son went to Costco, and he's basically, I've had most of this on the list, but he's basically looking out for his father. And he came back here with eggnog. Wow. And um, nobody bakes here, so... Had to give me some Patty LaBelle sweet potato pies. Well, there was a cheesecake involved here. It wasn't the best cheesecake I had, but they said it was for charity. I said, well, next time I'll give them the money and go out and buy my own damn cheesecake. It was not that the cheesecake was bad. It's just that it wasn't good. And for that time, it was named Gourmet Cheesecake, too. And since um, they bought it in good faith, and I decided, well, let me just shut up and eat it. <laughs> I've been eating chips and cookies and cashews and pistachio nuts. And I'm afraid to get on a scale now. <laughs> well, anyway, anyway, back to back to the politics of it all. Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade was passed. I don't know. I don't know when Roe v. Wade was passed. And. Um, What I do know is, ever since it was passed, there's been a a conservative effort and a concerted effort to get rid of Roe v. Wade. And they've basically chipped it down and chipped away at it and chipped away at it. And it's just like, Everybody is for Roe v. Wade. 
but nobody wants abortions. And I'll simply say this. I'm not for abortions. I'm for women's rights. Women's rights. Allow the women... You know, at some point, I'm going to learn something about this phone. Women's rights. They've been chipped away at since Roe v. Wade was passed. And nothing's going to change because you have one side who will never go home. Republicans never go home. Remember that. They will attack any and everything which is not on their agenda. What what what, what did you call me, Janice? Oh, oh I can't even repeat that on air. Might chase away my audience. But Roe v. Wade has been challenged and chipped away at, chipped away at, and chipped away at until they're going to eventually win. These are the kind of things that the Biden administration must tackle, things that are needed to strike down, strike them down. Forget about congressional authorization or if it's needed. If you control the House, impeachment can't start. Just keep it locked out. Joe Biden... Joe Biden has a big task ahead of him. And Donald Trump <laughs> takes all the doorknobs off the doors in the White House. And basically, it's the scorch earth policy as he goes out the door. He's put people in place at the Pentagon who have absolutely no, no credibility and have absolutely no service. Official said Biden team has been unable to engage with leaders of the National Security Agency the Defense Intelligence Agency, and other military-run spy agency with classified budgets and global espionage. So he is putting at risk the security of the nation. And he's talking about pardoning everyone. 
his kids, and he's talking about pardoning himself. Even though it hasn't been or has never been tried, he cannot pardon himself. That is a fact. I expect him to step down. On the 19th, he will quit. The 19th of January, he will quit. And Mike Pence will become president on the 20th of January. And pardon Donald Trump. But even that day, I welcome as long as he's getting out of the White House. Letitia James, AG, Attorney General of New York, and Cy Vance is the Attorney General of Manhattan, the Southern District of Manhattan. Take it upon ourselves to literally, to literally go in, (laughs) to go in and Protect what we need to protect. There's Janice. Janice, I thought you said Michelle would be in the chat room this evening and that she was highly, highly uh, pissed off from the Trump administration's handling. And this breaking news just in federal judge has ordered the Trump administration to resume the the program that allowed DACA, people covered by DACA, to enter the Social Security and Medicare line to enter the enter the line enter the Department of Citizenship. What gives? What gives? I'd really like to uh, have gotten this clip of Rachel Maddow's program. But um, it's a very tough piece. Rachel offered her audience a theory that may explain some of President Donald Trump's actions concerning the Pentagon in his final months in office. And I'll bid her built her case off of a new Washington Post 
story titled Pentagon Blocks Visits to Military Spy Agencies by the Biden Transition Team. And you've seen one atrocity by these, these people. You've seen it all. This is the very definition in full time of white privilege. This is something that should really be the whistle needs to be blown on this every time it happens. And this is one time that it's happening and there should be African American pundits. You know how Republicans never want to answer any questions when they come before the cameras and and the host asks ask this. They simply want that airtime for their they want that airtime for their own benefit. Rachel Maddow's coverage of these Pentagon moves was um, just flawless. Trump administration has refused to allow members of President-elect Joe Biden's transition team to meet with officials at the U.S. intelligence agencies that are controlled by the Pentagon, undermining prospects for a smooth transition of power. The newspaper reported, citing a current and former U.S. official. The official said that Biden team has not been able to engage with us leaders of the National Security Agency. He's fired the leaders and imposed lackeys in those positions. For someone to go to this to this level to sabotage, burn down Call it whatever you want to. The Biden will walk in there, boot and all. He's got a boot on his foot where he twisted it, playing with the dog, his dog. It is definitely a dog. The way Democrats have simply allowed Trump organization and the Trump administration to run roughshod. They're not giving up any subpoenas. They're not giving up anything. And you're not doing a damn thing about it. It's not good for us 
not good for the country. And we've got to stop it. Why? Yes, Michelle. Michelle, I was told you were wringing your hands over Donald Trump. And what he's doing on his way out the door. There's a Chris there's a Christmas jingle for you. It's beginning to look a lot like Hitler. Just look at that Trump and Pence, their fence threatening once again with violence and racist rants that grow. They're beginning to sound a lot like Hitler, vandals every night. And the Naziest sight you'll see is the swastika that will be on your own front door. Oh, that is. There you go, there you go. Let's, uh, let's, um, Rocky Mountain Mike, he does jingles like this one. Say not cool, man. Military occupation, not cool, man. Yeah. Because you remember when every bad weather event was caused by the gays. I mean, you remember. We interrupt this program for this special report from the Pat Robertson Gay Abortion Tornado Weather Radar Center. Right. Thanks. Now you can see by the Weather Judgment Center 9 Gay Abortion Color Radar that there is an area of extreme sin and deprivation that is the most threatened along a line and 10 miles either side of a line from Los Angeles to Las Vegas. Now, righteous people in these areas should expect the fornicators and sodomites in the path of God's wrath to be swept up by tornadoes and into the lake of fire within the next 15 minutes. You can see these fornicators and sodomites here on Weather Judgment Center 9's patented Center Doppler Suite. Also, wives in these areas who aren't servants to their husbands and who are just plain not that good looking will be plucked up out of their storm shelters to be boiled in absolute punishment wherein their giblets will be rendered, their naughty parts sautéed in the clarified butter of their wicked perfidy. In addition, we're keeping a close watch in this tropical storm that will probably attack homosexual structures such as dog grooming parlors. Oh, my goodness. I find those little uh, tidbits to be refreshing, and it uh, for me it just adds humor. Well, what happens in two weeks, Michelle? 
Oh, I'm sorry, two months. You know, we we always look forward to Christmas. Everyone looks forward to Christmas. Right now, our Christmas is January 20th, the 20th of January. That'll be our Christmas. We've got to hold on. January 20th will be our Christmas. It's just my, um, it's basically come to my, uh, (laughs) my chagrin that he won't be there to receive this, his, um, his indictment. He can be there to receive a subpoena for the grand jury. And here's what should absolutely be done. Once you get a pardon, you literally have to render yourself as guilty of the crime you're charged with. Make each and every one of them who's received a pardon allocute. Allocute. The Roger Stones, the Michael Flynn, They want the Russian investigation to continue. They want to investigate the Biden, Hunter Biden, for the next four years. If they win the House, they'll do exactly that. They'll reopen the Hunter Biden investigation, and they'll be subpoenaing and calling out witnesses to address the House as to those two criminals. Hunter Biden will never escape if Republicans win the House. This is the part where they say they never go home. They'll never go home. They got 70, what is that, 74 they got 74 million votes. Twelve million more than he got in 2016. Now think about that. You've got one side talking about bringing the country together. And you got the hate merchants, the liars, the con men, adding 12 million new voters. You hear people saying, because they support Trump, they're not racist. And I say because all the racists are Trump supporters. He 
is happening. Five one six 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 nine five one six. Jump in and just give me your response to our body politics. Please let me know. That's 516 this chat room is a challenge at best. Just a sheer challenge. You know, at this point all of the all of the campaign stuff is over. It's more like um the aftermath. And the aftermath of the campaign watching this fool this lame duck clown making these political moves take me away Five one six 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 six. Five one six 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 nine five one six. If you want to get in on the conversation, and the conversation is very simple. I did post two links. The one thing about this chat room, you can't. Click on the link in the chat room, or click on the story in the chat room. It won't uh, take you to that site. It will not do it. There's simply too many people. Who run from the socialist meme? Oh, he's a socialist. AOC. They go back to the to the people that, who they fear the most. AOC, AOC, they're they're and the gang, they're afraid of it. They're afraid of it because they're on their way. They're coming, and they should be. They they should literally be feared because they will not stop. 
They flat out will not stop. We win the two seats in Atlanta. It's 50-50. Democrats take control of the House. But wait a minute. What's this we see here? Democrats take control of the House. This is why we still won't get a damn thing done. Manchin, he joins us tonight. Senator, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Brett. You know, a lot of focus now on those Georgia runoffs, and potentially, if it all adds up, Tom Tillis wins in North Carolina, Dan Sullivan in Alaska, it looks like those two races could be the control of the U.S. Senate, with a tie then going to Vice President Harris. Uh, what do you tell people about that and concern about that, considering all we've heard about the progressive agenda? Well, there's a lot of people that are concerned. There's a lot of fear tactics are being used right now, Brett. If both of the Georgia uh, senators were elected from the Democratic Party, uh, then that would be 50-50 if both Dan Sullivan and Tom Tillis win. 50-50 means there's a tie. But if one senator does not vote on a Democratic side, there is no tie and there is no bill. So I commit to you tonight, and I commit to all of your viewers and everyone else that's watching, I want to lay those fears, I want to rest those fears for you right now, because when they talk about whether it be packing the courts or ending the filibuster, I will not vote to do that. I will not vote to pack the courts, I think, and I will not vote to end the filibuster. Brett, this system, the Senate, was so unique body in the world. It was made to work together in a bipartisan way. And once you start breaking down those barriers, then you lose every, every reason that we are the institution that we are, the most deliberate body. So I want to lay those fears to rest, that that won't happen because I will not be the 50th Democrat voting to end that uh, filibuster or to basically uh, block, stack the court. And then all the other things you're hearing about, Brett, also is defund the police. I don't know of any of the Democrats in the caucus that are for defunding the police. We're not for that whatsoever. And when they talk about basically uh, Medicare for all, we can't even pay for Medicare for some. It doesn't make any sense at all. We've got to fix the Affordable Care Act we have, and I think our Republican, moderate Republicans will work with us to now repair what needs to be repaired. Let me just clarify here, Senator. You're saying definitively tonight that even if Democrats take control and Chuck Schumer becomes the Senate Majority Leader, that they try to break the filibuster, say the filibuster is over, you will definitively vote against that? Absolutely. I will vote against that. I've been very clear about that. I'm the only Democrat senator that has voted against the filibuster, which is what the nuclear option that Harry Reid did in 2013. And I voted against the uh, nuclear option when Mitch McConnell did it in 2017 for the Supreme Court. I thought we should be working together. It should take a minimum of 60. And that means you're going to have to have a few Democrats or Republicans, depending on who's in the majority, to work together. That's what we're all about. Why would you break that down? And there's no need to have the Senate. All right. So there's some Republicans who will say to you, I don't buy it. 
There's going to be too much pressure on you. Chuck Schumer is going to come hard, and he's going to say, I'll give you a chairmanship of XYZ, and they're going to come hard to get that vote. You voted some key votes against uh, Amy Coney Barrett's confirmation. You said you didn't like the process, if I remember right. Uh, you said she was qualified, but you voted against her. You voted against the $500 billion COVID relief bill. You said it wasn't big enough, uh, but if you were a Republican, you would have voted for it. Uh, you voted for the Justice Act, the Tim Scott uh, bill, and for the USMCA. But and if I you're a Republican and you look at you, Neil, I, I mean, Brett, I voted for Neil Gorsuch. I voted for Brett Kavanaugh. I was against this process because never in the history of, our, of the United States of America have we ever confirmed a Supreme Court justice when a vacancy happened between July and November. And I've been very clear about that. I voted for Amy Comey Barrett for the 17th Circuit. I'm not going to break precedent. So if I can take that type of pressure, if I can vote for Brett Kavanaugh, the only Democrat, if I can take that type of pressure, you don't think that I can basically justify what I'm going to be doing and how I'm going to vote, knowing that I'm sitting in the seat that Robert C. Byrd held, who wrote the rules of the Senate? This is an institution. And you wouldn't that has become be a Republican. Protected. You don't need whether you're D or not right. I'm a, I'm a proud, moderate, conservative Democrat. Maybe there's not many of us left, but I can tell you this country wants a moderation. This country, you run your life, you run your business from the middle, not from the fringes. And that's where I've always been. So for something, whatever the message was, it was wrong for this many people to be split, for us not to be able to have a message that didn't scare the bejesus out of people. And when you're talking about basically Green New Deal and all this socialism, that's not who we are as a Democratic Party. It's not how I was raised in West Virginia. It's not the Democrats I know. But yet we've been tagged. If you have all a right. D by your name, you must be for all the crazy stuff, and I'm not. I'm going to play a soundbite here. This is you okay. talking about the Trump tax cuts and they were now the president-elect, Joe Biden. Okay. The bottom line is the president started out the conversation. This is not a tax cut for the rich. Myself nor any of the one percenters are going to get tax cuts. Uh, this is going to be about mainstream, about us creating an opportunity, uh, stimulating this economy, being globally competitive. He does take advantage of the tax cuts. That's why I'm going to eliminate the Trump tax cuts. So, as a Democrat, would you vote to eliminate the Trump tax cuts? There, there are some adjustments that need to be made. There's been adjustments all along that need to be made. I was against when he went to 21 percent. I said, Mr. President, please, for every 1 percent that you reduce from 35 down to 21, I said, 25 would be a great place for us to stop and would be very competitive in the superpower of the world. For every 1 percent of that, uh, of the uh, uh, taxing, uh, it's $100 billion, Brett. $100 billion, yeah. corporate tax, 1 percent. And I said, sir, we can't give away that much. We still have obligation. Brett, as of this morning, we're over $27 trillion, $27 trillion of debt. Never before have we amassed this much debt in this short of a time other than World War II. So we've got to get our financial house in order, and nobody has talked about that. Nobody. But That's we don't true. need to it raise— It was not an issue in this election. Let me ask you one last thing, yeah. Senator, and we yeah. appreciate your time. What's sure. the message to your party as you look at the split in the country? Seventy-one million people plus said, we want Donald Trump's vision for the country. What's the message for your party that you take from this election? Well, the message from my party is that look at the, look at the individual. Look at the people running, whether it be in Georgia. Are they, do they understand the, uh, the farmers? They understand rural Georgia. They understand basically the health care needs of rural America. You know, this country has been split right now, Brett, down the middle between rural and urban. And it's getting further, and the divide's getting further and further. I come from the rural part of this country. My whole state is rural. 
And I guarantee you one thing, you've got to scrap to survive, and these are hardworking people. They felt like they were left behind. No one was listening to them. And I think we can bring that back together. Basically, as we do an energy policy, you have to have, be independent, energy independent in this country. You can't eliminate certain things. We're going to use fossil in its cleanest fashion. We're going to be basically moving towards renewables. We can do all of that, but you have to use everything you have. But you can't leave an area behind. When the coal market goes out, you've got to be able to bring other different opportunities to the people in the hardworking areas that built this Amer to build America and build the country. That's what we're working on. We are still a party that has compassion. We are still a party that has sympathy and empathy. Yeah. We have to work together. But you know one thing? My Republican friends, are, these are all good people. Can't we work together? We might have a different idea of how to fix the problem. But we can work together to try to solve them rather than basically blaming each other. And that's what's happened to America. Well, Senator, we appreciate your time. I bet some Democrats are doing some math after your comments uh, tonight. And uh, <laughs> thanks a lot. We'll see what goes forward. Well, we're not, going to, we're not going to run this country. We're going to bring this country together. You see, this is Joe Manchin, West Virginia, senator from West Virginia. I don't know if he's got two terms or three terms, but he should be primaried. And if he still wins, he should be abandoned. Get him out of office. Period. Give that seat to the Republicans, since you have a Republican, a blue dog. He is the last blue dog. He's the last person that doesn't get it. This is not a let's all get together. Let's all iron out our differences in the back room and come out holding hands. You heard him say he's not voting to suspend the filibuster. So whether or not we win the two seats in Georgia, it doesn't matter. We have Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin will sabotage any Democratic effort to move to a more progressive agenda to improve the Affordable Care Act. He says he we've got to improve on it. He's not looking to improve on it. He's going to do the same thing that they all do. He's going to scream about the debt and how much money it's going to cost. Everybody within the sound of my voice, listen to me. Joe Manchin is a Republican plant. The Republicans always knew that they had his vote. He's a conservative Democrat. He's a Dino. And he needs to go. But people like Chuck Schumer, the Dick Durbins, are looking to hold on to him are looking to hold that seat in a Democratic column 
even though they know. Everything has to go through him. And this should be a drumbeat. You should have senators coming out and saying to him, we will stop you from any Senate chairs in any Senate committees. And you just vote with the Republicans like you said, and we'll work on getting you out. So this is not, um, this June 5th, I don't even, I refuse to even get excited about it. Because nothing will change. January 5th, nothing will change. June. Did I I say June? I'm getting a little punchy. Let alone tired. It's way past my bedtime. I'm getting a little older. So if we don't win the two seats in, in Georgia, it won't matter. Mitch McConnell will still be in control because if we do win it he will use the filibuster to block everything and by the time election time rolls around again the Republicans will have convinced the American people that Congress is broken You can't get anything done. And this is the game that is played by both parties. Someone take me for a ride, please. (laughs) Someone take me for a ride because I don't know if I can take any more. I don't know if I can take anymore. How does Joe Manchin fix his mouth to go on Fox News and basically tell the conservative side that um, he's got their back and he'll stop everything? And how do you keep him in your caucus? And that should be enough for Democrats to bring D.C. in as a state, the 51st state, giving us two senators from D.C., and then going down and making Puerto Rico. And getting two senators from Puerto Rico. Those are things that you do 
when you get power. It's not absolute. But it's better than sitting waiting on their approval. And yeah, I know it's not going to happen. And that's where the rub is with Democrats. Democrats are literally afraid. Republicans aren't afraid because they don't rely on their, they don't rely on their practices, their policies. They don't have to be or appear to be by the people of this country to be working on their behalf. All they have to do is remain silent and vote conservative because they know Democrats have no messaging. Normally they don't have the money. The big mistake was this time was Donald Trump was such a toxin. He was a toxic individual. And that's why people came out to vote. They came out, not because Biden was so, however you want to put it, remember? Joe Biden was fifth before South Carolina. And then James Clyburn came out and endorsed Joe Biden like a like a runaway slave that had been spared the the, the whipping for running away. So tell me about it. Explain something to me about one of the one of the triggers that Republicans use to convince people on their side to vote against their best interests. One of the things that is used is um, capitalism, something called capitalism, 516-666-9516-561. Welcome to True Sports Network. Thank you for calling the Alpha Show. We'll just get in the car and let's go for a ride. And in the immortal words of a talk show host, where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? And if you ain't got nowhere to go, why, why is it that you allow Joe Manchin to remain in your caucus? Yeah, I know he's well, a Democrat. He's a conservative Democrat. He's a blue dog. The the best 
that we can hope for is that we'll get through the next four years without tripling the numbers of of dead to this pandemic. Um, Alpha. Yes. The cure, the cure for Joe Manchin is not on the horizon. But I think that if any of us have any hope of getting this ship off of the top of this uh, iceberg, what what is the word for a gigantic iceberg? Gigantic iceberg. <laughs> The, the the key is that we're going to have to get control of these Democrats. We've got to take them by the throat. And really what that means is, as far as I see it in, in realistic terms, is that we've got to get behind the progressive caucus. Because they're all Democrats. And we've got to empower them to take on the Democratic Party. Because, you know, I read an article in The Atlantic this week uh, which, which talked about why independent parties struggle so much in this country. And they always have, and they have always failed. And 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 one of the reasons is because we do not understand that this is a democratic, capitalist government. I, I I'm I'm reluctant to say government, but society. Even poor people believe in capitalism because that is what has been sold since the American Revolution. That was the motivation of the people getting on the ship. That was the motivation for the people sending the ships and bringing our black asses here. It's all about capitalism and we have bought into it and embedded you can't have capitalism cannot exist without white nationalism and 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 white supremacy so that's what i have to say about that Are you ready to uh, get out the car well i'm like this i don't think capitalism can't exist without socialism. I don't the white nationalism and the, all of that. I think that is a that is a definition of times gone by. Capitalism 
cannot exist. What did you wait a minute, wait a minute, Alpha, let me get let me get this right before we move on. Did you say that white nationalism and white supremacy is, has gone by? No, no. Did you say I that? When, when you put capitalism in association with white supremacy, I'm simply saying that white supremacy and and uh, white nationalism are not the linchpins of capitalism. The linchpins of capitalism is socialism. Because you can't have capitalism, you have to have socialism with it. Certain, we have 60, 60 socialist programs in this country right now. And it basically supports capitalism because what they do, they take advantage of the higher-ups, the big businesses. They are all, all of them have benefited. Well, what capitalists do is they, I, I hear you and I understand what you're saying, but what capitalism does is it embeds mechanisms with uh, uh, an append appendages of uh, capitalism are attached to socialist programs. A good example is the RAD program um, in housing, which is the rental assistance demolition program which turns over and is essentially neoliberalism. It turns over public property to private developers, and once they do what they propose they're going to do around rehabilitating and refurbishing housing, then they own a part of that at no interest rate. So, um, and, and and no cost other than the re- rehabilitation. So that is how capitalism, the developers, append themselves to socialist programs, which is the housing program, public housing program, federally financed housing program. So, and it happens all over. Look how wealthy... Um, Betsy DeVos, in four years, how much wealth she has created for herself and her family and her foundations personally by being the Secretary of Education. Look what... The money has come from government. Exactly. That's what I mean. Exactly. Government. Yeah. The socialism goes to the top. So taxpayers are funding. Right. Taxpayers are funding um, the capitalist system. And one of the things that has to happen is that anything that turns a profit in government should go back to government. And I don't see that happening anytime soon. Because so, the message isn't carried by only progressives. Progressives are the only ones. The same Janice 
these this this virus um, this virus uh, vaccine. They've got the they got money awarded to them from the government to pursue. And it this should be the government research. product. And because right. the government funded it, funded the research and funded the vac the the the, the development of the of the vaccine, the government should own it. But that is not how it works, and that is particularly the core of what politics is all about, how to make that happen. And you, and you can go into every department, whether it be EPA, whether it be HHS, whether it be Homeland Security. I mean, Homeland Security is nothing more than an agency to fund local police activities, to get better cars, to get better equipment, whatever. Even if they don't need it, because they don't have they don't have to demonstrate that they need it, they have to demonstrate that they use it. So, I I I, I just don't know where any of this is going, and I share with you, and I wish Michelle would call because Michelle has a has a terrific understanding of the extent to which the evil of this administration, starting all the way back to the Carter administration. Because this this didn't start with um, Trump. Trump simply placed himself in the middle so that he becomes the recipient out, out front. That's what he's doing. And I can't for the life of me understand any poor people, and those are poor people that he has solicited for his PAC and raised $178 million, which will go directly transferred from his from his campaign, PAC campaign, whatever, after, after GLOW or whatever they want to call it, and will go directly into his pocket because he feels that he has given up making millions because making millions is his fantasy because he's never made millions. He feels that he gave up making millions, and now people have rejected him. So he wants to people to reimburse him for, for, the, for the past four years. And Michelle is saying in the chat room it's over two hundred million dollars now. Right. Two hundred and seven. You know, and the other thing other thing, Alpha, you and I have had a lot of talks about it, and I've been talking about it, and by the way, um, I'm gonna have Doctor uh James Taylor with me tomorrow night at ten ten PM on our common ground. Um that has happened since you and I talked before you went on the air. But um, 
he has to, yeah, and, you know, Michelle is saying he's got to pay off his debt. Because I will guarantee you in a Biden, in a Biden um, administration, Deutsche Bank is very aware that they are going to write they are going to do financial management and banking according to U.S. policy, are they going to have to get the hell out of the U.S.? Because the only reason that Deutsche Bank came into the U.S. with their private banking um, um, division is because they were tired of losing money by laundering Russian money through banks that could do business with the U.S. So they, you know, they paid a lot of money to be able to come into the U.S. with their U.S. operation. Um, It's, I I think this country is in a shambles. And I don't think people understand, they have a sense, um, you know, for, for, can I do some advertising here? You might be doing some advertising here, you know. Um, tomorrow night, um, I'm Doctor Taylor and I are going to be trying to give language to what Americans are feeling, and so the title of my show tomorrow night is "Niggle Nation: A State of Dupiety." And niggle is a, a, a verb uh, which means to make lots of criticism and objections, but dubiety means a feeling or an attitude that one does not know the truth, truthfulness or trustworthiness of someone or something. And I think that what we're experiencing is a combination of niggle and nubiety. Because people don't know what to think. So they're nitpicking, they're quibbling, they, they have a compunction that something is wrong, they're not sure what that wrong is, they're having tremors of disdain and anxiety and concern and paranoia about what this president is going to do on his way out. So, I mean, and we can see what he's doing. Um, so, those are my thoughts. You asked for my thoughts. I gave it to you. <laughs> okay. Um, let me go to 917, Janice. I think this might be Michelle. Okay. Thank you, Alpha. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you, Janice. Nine one seven. Welcome to the Alpha Show. Thank you for calling Truth Works Network. Hey there, my name is Hotep. How are you? I'm sorry, I'm not Michelle. Oh, I can. Okay, <laughs> all right. Can <laughs> I give you uh, my thoughts? Well, welcome, Hotep. Thank you. Welcome. Yeah. Can I quickly add something, please? Sure, sure. That's that's why we're here. That's why you call. Yeah, I appreciate this. Historically, what happens if you look at ancient Persia, Rome, Greece, Kemet, Egypt is the people on the top extract wealth 
and what they give the masses is different things, a panacea. They give them lies. They give them um, powerful deities that they claim, hey, you know, this deity in the sky talks only to me. But if you do X, Y, Z, I'm going to tell him or her that you've been a good boy or girl. And what they do in America, in addition to that, is they give the average white people racism. Hey, you know those black people ain't no good. You want me in power? Vote for me, and I will make sure that blacks and Latinos and Haitians and all these types of people can't come here. Or if they're here, we won't give them jobs. And the average white person, yay, yay, our hero, hail Hitler. And those Hitlers are not just one person. But they have come year after year after year, every four years in America. Some are black, some are white, some are green, some are straight, some are gay, Christian, everything. But they fool us. Meanwhile, the white people that should know better are extracting wealth, financial wealth on Wall Street, etc. So are they going to give up their cash to help the average black or so-called Latino, who's basically an African Taino raped by the Spanish or the Portuguese? Are they going to give that up? No. They're like, I don't, I'm in a mansion. You Negroes figure it out. Who are our leaders? Our leaders tend to be tap dancing, shuffling. Some are eloquent at 10, 20 degrees. But those degrees are from schools that don't teach them about the Almex or about Hotep or about Ashe or about Wudon or about the history. Not that you worship Wudon, but you have to know your culture, where you come from. I might have some gangsters in my family, but I'm not a gangster, but I have to know who they are so I can know what to do and what people stole from them to create the Catholic Church and the Jehovah's Witness and the Anglican and the Baptist and the Protestant and et cetera, et cetera. Actually, a lot of that stuff comes from Protestant after um, Martin Luther. So we lost. We don't know well, who we are. We're in the wind being raped. Yes, brother. Well, you, you, you basically covered a lot of things that uh, most of us here already know, but this is about how do we, how do we get there? How do we get past that? They always have... Uh, a game, uh, uh, some type of uh, play that they use, that they use on the ignorant and they use on the poor and those who don't have. Uh, education is one of them. Religion is another. And they simply get by on this. At this point in time, we we are and we should be past that because we are in the midst of the game, of the grift, because that's all it is, is a grift. And people can't get out from under it because they don't even know they're there. All they know is this is the way the world is. And people in politics have to understand that even the politicians, once you get there and you become wealthy, you're not looking to go back to what you had. And that seems to be our problem at this at this level of this higher game. Even even if the, it's four tier chess and we're playing checkers or one tier chess, we are still far away from a solution. Yeah, there are a few solutions. Can I quickly give some that I think would work? 
Okay, let me wrap it up so I can think. We need an infrastructure. That infrastructure should include digital currency that we own. We also should, and that infrastructure should reach out to Pan-Africans, to people in Africa, in the Caribbean, in Brazil, et cetera. We should also reach out more to the racists. What I mean by that is the racists are really just ignorant people who don't know that they're just light-skinned Africans. If we help to educate some of them and their leaders and say, listen, you've been bamboozled by your own white leaders, you're me, you're us. How can we work this out so all our kids can eat, all our children benefit? Nah, you don't have to hang out with me and go dance reggae and salsa and merengue and hip hop. But you can agree that we all want medicine. We all want quality communities. So why don't we stop being fooled? And I think we also need to change the religious dynamic. The white Jesus is intriguing like Spider-Man, but he doesn't exist and never existed. He was taken from Horus Heru of Egypt, and he was made white so that we could be brainwashed. We need a lot, and hopefully we can change our diet because the soul food is killing us. Thank you, brothers and sisters. Well, thank you, Hotel. Thank you for your call. Thank Appreciate you, brother. It. I'll keep listening. All right. Take care. Peace. Line one seven of a hotel. He makes a lot of sense, and of course, as he speaks about the larger issue, and that's basically what it is—the larger issue. We are still in this quagmire of trying to get into governance. And come January 5th, it's not going to matter if we win two Senate seats. The tie won't matter with people like Joe Manchin. And they will always have a Joe Manchin in our way who seems to be really a part of what's going on. And that's all we want to know is what's going on. It's been a pleasure. I want to thank Janice for her call. Make sure we tune in tomorrow night, Our Common Ground, as her guest will be Dr. James Taylor. And uh, 10 o'clock Eastern, Our Common Ground with Janice Brown. And I want to thank everyone who is on the other side of this listening. I want to thank Hotel for his call, Janice for her call. And remember, when injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. This has been another exciting episode of the Alpha Show. We appreciate your listenership. Thank you for joining us at TruthWorks Network, the Alpha Show. Join us next Wednesday, 10 p.m. That's where we are. And that's why it's almost the bewitching hour. It's almost checkmate. It's almost that time. The time is of no return. It's almost the time when we won't be able to recover. Because recovery simply will not be in the cards for us. We cannot, I repeat, we cannot continue down this road. Because this road is headed for the ultimate dead end.
Everybody thinks we're all Mother, who are they to judge us? Mother, mother, simply call me sweet where I have Thank you. 